now live on fxbgpublicradio.com in the new iTunes app. This is Below the Deck. Below the Deck. With Nick. On FXBG Public Radio. FXBG Public Radio. FXBG Public Radio. This is another episode of Below the Deck on FXBGPublicRadio.com. I'm Nick, as always, your host. With me tonight, I got special guests in the building. I'm not even going to tell you about it yet. We got, though, friend and family of the show, as always, both of them. Obviously, you guys know them from being here before. We got the podcast king, Vinyl V, Vernon Forrester. Did I say your name wrong again? I always say your last name wrong. <laughs> Vernon Froster. Sorry, Vernon. And we got Romalis. I know y'all know Romalis. We about to drop a new song. Um, Romalis, before we drop this um, and we introduce our special guest, do you um, want to just kind of intro what this song is about or do you want to hear it? Do you want to let him hear it first and talk about it or do you want to? Yeah, I'll let you know what the song is about. I want to thank you for choosing it. I just... It was my reintroduction back to the mic. Um, it's a Nipsey Hustle kind of tribute because I just felt like as I grown with the with the business and the music, he was one of my biggest inspirations. So I felt like when I do like freestyle tracks or things like that, that I just wanted to use his his beat or just his influence, and you just picked it up. And I do have some uh, lines in it that's about the current social climate, but I I wanted to speak on how those, those, those lines are in there, that wasn't supposed to be the premise of the song. It ended up being, you know, the focal point, which is cool. I'm, I'm fine with that, but I just wanted to, it is much more to all of what I was going through and I'm looking to say <clears> something <throat> different other than just the drugs and the guns and all of that, because I just evolved in life. So I just wanted to depict that all in one song. Right. Oh no, I love it. I can't wait to play it. It's called um it's called Hand of God. Yeah, right hand of God. Right hand of God. Um, do we got mm-hmm. that track EK? Can we play that? We're gonna play this track. It's epic. This is the first time that anybody's heard this track that's outside of the team. So y'all get ready. This is exclusive um right here on FXBGPublicRadio.com below the deck. Um Ro Malice. We got special guests coming up right after this song, so stay tuned. Life is what you make it. For us, it's 
an escape route. They cooking us like takeout. If you bring the K out, take the KKK out. Is this our only way out or keep it out of payout? Malice, man, right hand to God. It's on fxbgpublicradio.com below the deck. I'm Nick, as always. Ro Malice is in the building. Uh, we got Vinyl V in the building. Um, the Podcast King, also known as. But man, what a phenomenal song! That's a super dope song, man. Um, I, I think like the message is definitely there. It, you know, it's always important. Like I was telling you earlier, though, on the phone. Um, you know, like you did the United We Stand was five years ago. And that is like, it's like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, that was not the message at that time. People weren't even riding and doing all this wild stuff. And you still already were making the same kind of music. So I got a shout out to you, you know, for always, making that conscious music. that flag that Outkast had, the black and white American flag. Mm-hmm. So it'd be little things like that that'll spark that whole song, that United, the old song, United We Stand. Yeah, I love it. Um, let's get into this though, because I can't wait any longer. Legend, sorry, I'm yelling. I'm I'm clipping over there at the board. It's good. I got look it up. He's like, stop yelling in the mic. Um, we have legendary guests tonight. I don't even know how my man. Shout out to JT, top of the bottom. My partner always at um on business. Um, we got legend, legend. Your favorite producer's favorite producer, the sample legend, Mr. Gene Brown is in the building, man. I'm just going to clap it up. I don't have the claps on my thing, but oh, thank you for being here with us, man. What's going on, fam? Yeah, yeah, yep. Thank you for being here with us, man. Legendary, legendary DJ. Um, I don't know how we started off. Should I explain who you are? Do you want to like explain? Do you want to tell people who you think? Um, I don't know what to say because it's like, I mean, like, I mean, you're the sample, the original, one of the original founders of sample music in hip hop. 
Like that's that's a thing. Like so, I'm I'm fan. Like I'm a producer, so I'm already like I was trying not to fan out. I already did a little bit. My bad. Um, but so uh, those of you who don't know who Mr. Brown is, been a sampler. Um, they called him Crates for a while because if you ever seen any of his pictures, he used to like literally have the most actual records um, to sample from, and he sends all of your favorite producers their samples. He's the one who finds them and sends them out. He's worked with some of the greatest. Um, I don't know like if we need to go over it, but like, please, you know, I'm interested. I'm oh interested. well, I, tribe. Okay. Um, even just recently, all I gotta say, like Jesus. Like, I mean, that's the latest one, but Tribe, Q-Tip, I mean, there's a, so many. I was, I can't even name how many, like, I don't even know how many. He's the Wizard of Oz. Like, you don't even know how many stuff he's had his fingers on, on some of the songs that most of y'all be listening to on the radio and for, like, that's your favorite songs. This guy's got his fingerprint on it in some way if it had to do with, like, samples with the best of them. Yeah. And, and just, you know, sample it had a whole... First of all, you know, there's they, the history of sampling. Well, I guess that's how hip hop started. But you know, sampling with the Kanye West and Dipset and Just Blaze, all of that, that was a whole era that, that catapulted what rap is today. Yes. So I'm, I'm interested. I'm truly interested. Oh, he's a legend in the game. Um, I mean, I guess maybe, um, Mr. Brown, if yeah, you would like to start it. where we, maybe where, where you started. Maybe we'll go back to the beginning where, like, you know what I mean? Like, how did you get into, um, you know, starting to get into the rec, you know, because you were definitely a record collector, an actual record collector. Um, Mm -hmm. That's what it started. You were taking real records and making samples out of them, not like samples off the Internet and the YouTube like the kids do. You were actually finding records, going to record stores, finding like crazy stuff. So what was your inspiration to get into doing something like that? Um, well, thanks for having me. Yes, uh, sir. First Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Um, make a long story short. So, um, started out kid. My father had a record collection and, uh, you know, just always curious listening to music that he would play. Um, I think the sampling thing came from me just getting interested in uh, making beats, but DJing and making beats uh, and rapping, you know, I did all of it. But I, I was going to bring that up later. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I know you did. Yeah. I know I, I saw a couple of those. I know that you definitely yeah, had a little yeah, rap yeah, career I, going for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I did it all. But in the beginning, my, my father... Uh, took over a club. He, he ended up running a, a club when I was a kid. Oh, wow. And he ended up having to DJ uh, some of the nights. And so we'd go to the record store every week because, he you know, he tried to buy the newest thing to play in the club that weekend. And, um, you know, it just ended up being a thing that we, we did uh, every week regularly. So, you know, we in the record store, I'm trying to buy whatever it is that, you know, that I'm looking for at the time. And uh, back then it was, you know, early hip hop. You were in New York at that time, right? No, nah, actually I was, I was in North Carolina. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm really originally from North Carolina. Okay. So, um, I was in North Carolina, but he, uh, you know, having that club that, that kind of started me uh, going in that direction of, of just being 
introduced to that whole world. But I always had an ear for music. So, you know, I played, I mean, my parents had piano, had me in piano lessons and mm. I played, you know, trumpet in the band in school, that whole thing. But, and I was always a, a writer and a speaker, like, you know, going to church, doing speeches and that right. whole thing. So, always just been into the public speaking. Always, been I have into a, it, so. I have a question that I've been wanting to ask you okay. there too. But I know I that I want, I definitely want to get vinyl too. Yeah, um, but what was the first sample that you? What was the first record that you actually were like, yo, I need to sample? Like you just heard it, you're like, I need to sample that. That was my question. Uh, <laughs> That's tough because. Well, what's the first one that sold? Well, like, what's the first one that somebody like you know when you went mainstream off of it? I guess if you're you know, I guess you well, probably you know made what? a lot before you went mainstream. But like, what is one of the, like? Yeah, because you know I'm making music, making songs, making right. you know beats for the groups that I was in and mm-hmm. all of that. But fast forward to the first one. Um, well, you know I sold a lot of records to a lot of people yes. before anything really like hit because you know somebody might make a song make a beat and it don't get sold for a year or it doesn't i wanted you to flex on them i wanted people to know Forever. who you were i wanted you to hit a flex on them tell them tell them who you what, well, what would you hit with the tip didn't you hit the tribe you had didn't you you had one on tribe and well, you had one with I'll Tip. Did you have something before that with oh oh also the DJs before that used to buy well, all your stuff too? A lot of DJs, a lot of DJs, but honestly, the first big, big song that maybe came out was probably uh that was mainstream would be go crazy, probably. The uh Jeezy and Yeah, the Jeezy uh, beat. And then the remix that Jay-Z on it. That Cannon, Dr. Cannon did. That was yeah, a sample that I, yeah, that I gave. That's crazy. Cannon, so what's so. the name of that what's the name of that song that that that, that sample is? Uh that's uh yeah, that's 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 common knowledge. So I could tell you that one is the uh the impression. Uh Man Oh Man was the name of the song. Well, I like looking at stuff like that. Like I, I like once I you'll be going down the street and you'll hear a song. He'd be like, mm-hmm. yo, like there's a lot of times I've heard an old song and I can pick up the beat. Like, like right. if I were to hear that go crazy song, I'd right. be like, that's Jeezy go crazy. And people, people be looking at me right, crazy. Right, like, right. I'm telling you, like, this is it. Right. Like, that's crazy. Well, that's what I respect about crates a lot is that the fact that back in the day there was no internet. So he used to hear songs like you'd be like in a waiting room and hear a song and be like, wait a minute. That's mm-hmm. a sample, and you'd have to go to the go to the record store and search for that and find it. Right. Um, that's true. That's I have true. a that's question true. though, too. One more. Um, do you have one sample that you haven't used yet that you're like you haven't found the right artist, but you're like, yo, this is my like your nuclear bomb, where you're like, yo, this is like, man, I got one in the chamber like that no one's ever gonna know about, like in case until the right person number, comes. Uh, it, I got thousands, thousands, and thousands. I mean, this is what I do every day, so that's the. It's you know, I gotta always stay on top of that, you know, because I got people constantly that I'm working with, so. Like now, like when you were saying before, like Canon, but Ninth Wonder. That's what I was, I mean, yeah. Yeah, we went to college together. So the, wow. let's see, the um, 
the listening little brother album. So the next album, the minstrel show, 85% of them samples came from me. Wow. You know. Um the more you know. I told so, you fire. I was not telling you. I wanted him to flex yeah, on everybody. Like, I wanted you, know, you to flex. I wanted you to flex. <laughs> for a short, just a short list would be like Don Cannon. So that was Jeezy Go Crazy and then some ludicrous stuff at the time. Uh I think the what was the song? Mr. 17.5. Um That's my favorite Jeezy song of all time. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so it was I mean, joints I like wanted that. to name that one too. Um who else at that time? Cannon, Ninth, uh, and then I, I think I got with Tip. So the whole, the Renaissance album, the Q-Tip album, the Renaissance, like half of that album, That's a lot of that stuff came from me. And then you got uh, Bink, uh, Just Blaze, a lot of Just Blaze stuff. Um, so... Are you responsible uh, for Breathe? That's that's let's be real. You responsible for Breathe? Breathe? Nope, nope, nope. Breathe wasn't me. Say, whoever nope, did that, wasn't me. I ain't whoever gonna, did I, that was no. a legend. Yeah, yeah Breathe legend wasn't me. That one. But um, the uh, Jay Z album. Uh, what was the album? Um, Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come. Yep. That album. So the song. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yep. Um. What else is on there? The, um, the um... but then after that, uh, you know the 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 Drake and Rick Ross, the Lord knows. You remember that song? Mm-hmm. I know that song. I got you did I gotta, the Drake. I got me and my friend got a rap over that song. We got a rap. Okay, over that. that's me. Uh, Binks. Uh, uh, well, Kanye's the devil. What is it? Devil in a new dress. Devil in a new dress with Rick Ross on it. Um, you have, hey, look, you got some of my favorite songs. Yes, like not even just his fingers no, are like, everywhere. Like, not even thinking these are some yeah. of my favorite songs like of all time. Yeah. Well, he didn't even bring up though. Here's the thing: you didn't bring up you. You skipped over an era because you didn't bring up Pete Rock. Well, and that's Pete, a legend. You know what? I'll put it. I'll put it to you like this. A lot of those guys, Pete, uh, Q-Tip, and Premier, um, Premier, yeah, different people like that. You know, them guys already were doing what they were right. Doing. They do the same Just thing when they meet. When they got with me, they got some things from me, but it wasn't like, you know, a lot of the people. It's kind of like they already are who they are, and then that allows them to be like, oh, so. Like Tip might tell somebody that yo Gene is really that dude, so it's kind of like they respect Tip. So it's like okay, well, I need to get with him. I need to link with him as soon as possible. And it's kind of like that word of mouth and that respect, you know, kind of like pushes me. Or oh, I skip a lot of a, a lot of steps. You know what I'm saying? Where. Right. Somebody will have to build a relationship. None of that, even you know, I don't even have to go through any of that because, especially a, a, a quest like Quest Love from the Roots, right. like he's you know he's a record fiend, and he's you know he's bought thousands and thousands of records from me over time. So sometimes you might hear, you know, them doing a DJ set or whatever, and it's a lot of original samples they playing in they set or whatever. So a lot of that stuff comes from me. So it was kind of like a whole era that I was, you know, helping develop with the original samples being played 
and a lot of people's DJ sets or, you know, you, people want to play the original with, along with the song that used it. And I, so I would always help find. And then, you know, like Dilla stuff. I never yeah. actually <laughs> got with Dilla. Uh, okay. We never, we never, no, we never got together or whatever, but we were supposed to, but, you know, things happen. He passed away. I, I just learned about him. I'm yeah. just learning yeah. about him. Like I knew his music, but I didn't know he was yeah, behind it. Just like, just like you telling me you're behind like some of my favorite songs. Like this is right, crazy. right, right, like, right, right. Well, uh, also know. we didn't finish. What you did the Yeezus album too? You did a couple samples on Yeezus, right? Well, this is the thing. It didn't really go like that. Mm -hmm. um, what happened? Hip hop, who used to manage. Yeah, uh, I know hip hop. Well, I don't know Kanye, him personally, okay. but I know I'm familiar with who he okay. is. Okay, so Hop and I were really close friends, and he would get stuff from me uh, to possibly use for some of his uh, artists. If they wanted to sample something, you know, he would help, you know, get things that they were looking for. So he would come to me, and uh, there were a couple of things that I gave to Hop. But honestly, I don't think really anything made it materialized to be on the album that actually came from me right i mean i don't i don't think so personally the only thing was the the, the song bink did that came from me that wasn't that album but that was one of kanye's you know a lot of one of the songs everybody's into the the, the devil in the new dress thing but it there was another one too which slips on it may have been one on that album that you're talking about. I can't remember that's now. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. I just didn't remember if I seen your name. I read all the credits. Um, we got Vinyl V's on. Vinyl hasn't said anything. I think we've all, I've been talking a lot, and we've definitely just been listening to Mr. Brown, like all his insight on that. Vinyl V is a DJ also himself. So, I mean, I feel like you have some great questions, and also you're a great interview podcaster. So, Podcast King, what you got for Mr. Brown? Do you have anything? Yeah. I was I was uh I was I was taking some notes here and uh I, one of the things that I was thinking about is like do you have like a favorite digging story because I I read that you used to go to New York to get records and you know mm -hmm. in North Carolina too like do you have like a where you're like oh my gosh I found this gym this record that like I've been looking for like do you have like a favorite story like that Um let's see Hmm. Probably. I don't know if it's a story where it would it'd be something that I found that I, you know, just was looking for. But um, early I, when I was in college, still I had some friends that were uh, from New York. They were a little older than me, but they were in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Hey, shout and out! That's where I live were, at. Oh, really? Fredericksburg. Okay. I, we live in Fredericksburg. I think we're oh, Fredericksburg. Yes, sir. Berg. Okay. Okay. I got some buddies that were from there. Uh, but sorry. Yeah. yeah that's actual producers from. too. Producers and a, uh, an MC. I think they were from Fredericksburg. Yeah, I'm not mistaken. From. That's crazy. That's all right. That's where you from? Yeah. Yeah, Malice. Yeah, um, bro, Malice up here. Well, yeah, we be rocking. Yeah, so do y'all know? Uh, I'm gonna I'm 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 get to your question, my man. But sorry. do y'all know? Uh, <laughs> Off time. My man uh, Winton Logic Logic Marsalis, I think he goes by. His name's Winton. Oh, I, I did not know. know. I, I never heard that name. Okay, he moved. Like, 
he moved to the Tidewater area, but I think he's from Fredericksburg. But I met him in North Carolina. He went to North Carolina A and T when I was. You'd be surprised that who, who people are. They might, I might know they work because just like you telling me, like I never even right. Do like I should. I feel like I should know you the way I done studied the records you talking about. Like I know right, right, right. Like, it's crazy. Well, I, t- I so the story is my man. Um, they were in uh, in Richmond. I, I ended up meeting those guys, and they were they were record dealers that would go and do record shows. So you have a record convention, similar to you know like a book fair when you were in school, right. but it'd be a, a record fair, record convention. It's a big thing. So especially back in the nineties, all of the the top producers would all go to these conventions. And it would be 50 to 100 different record dealers set up with at tables with crates of records that they were selling. So um, those two guys, uh, one, uh, Lenny and Craig, they talked me into going to one of the record shows that uh, somebody was having in New York. And so I was in school in Durham, North Carolina, but I would go to Richmond digging from time to time. And I that's how I met them. So they saw my vast knowledge of, of records and they were like, Gene, you know, the stuff you have, if you just came to the show and set up with us, trust me, you, you make crazy money. But in my mind, I wasn't really selling records like that. I was still in college. Right. I was making making more music i was making beats and rhyming you know performing Mm -hmm. so i'm thinking in my mind like why would i sell joints that i might you know would use myself but they were like trust me just bring one crate i remember i heard this story yes i've heard this story that's going through your research you know and decided like uh okay let me just put one crate together so i put a crate together met them in richmond we went on up to the show Early that morning, I think we were there at like 6 37 in the morning setting up. So they had like two tables. So they had, they brought maybe like 20 crates of records. It may be maybe 30 total between the two of them. And I just had one little box, little crate. So the stuff that I brought, I made more money than they did with that one so crate. Well. I, I, I sold the whole box. But see, the prices in New York and what certain things were going for was so much more than where I was and what I could imagine. But I picked a lot of the stuff that I knew was a little bit tougher to find or I knew it was certain things on it. And that was the first show. I, uh, Buckwild, Diamond D, uh, my man, uh, Rashad Smith. I don't know. You familiar with Rashad Smith? He, I know who Buck Wild is. That's what Part I'm saying. Of the tongues? Rashad did some stuff with, with, with Tribe, but he 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 was one of the hitmen with Bad Boy. Tumbling right. Dice. Oh, A lot of people okay. know him. Yeah, yeah, dice. yeah, 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 yeah. Tumbling Dice. Right. So he was at that show, um, and, you know, they cleaned me out. And after that, it was like, okay, I got to reassess this thing. Maybe I do need to kind of dabble into selling records here and there because the amount of money i made from that one crate it was it was crazy 
and you know, like for me to make more money than they did, they brought 30 crates. I had one crate. <laughs> that, yeah, that the gyms. <laughs> that let me know. Cause you know what? Honestly, yeah. I'm finding all this stuff, finding multiple copies, and I don't really know that they're worth what they're worth. Right. At that time, there was really, like you said, there was no internet. You didn't know. It was really no way to look a lot of this stuff up. But in New York, they had certain stores, certain things that were like a big deal. They put on the wall, you know, and mm-hmm. you see them going for this big astronomical amount of money. And then them having that big record show at that time, the Roosevelt show, which was the infamous show where Pete Rock, Kid Capri, Buck Wild, Diamond D, Beat Miners, uh, everybody are all at this show, you know what I'm saying? Every time they had a show. And see, one other thing that a lot of people don't know at that time, your the record label you were signed to would give you a budget for records because they knew that's how you were going to make your best stuff from samples. So they, they just accepted that. And that will be worked into a lot of these groups and producers uh, contract that you know they get a certain amount of money so when they go to those shows it would be dealers at times that would just mark records up to ridiculous prices but they knew the guys were gonna pay it and, uh, and believe it or not I'm, I'm gonna leave it after this um, you remember PM Don yes you remember that group that was, I was like four or five when they came out, but I know what you're talking about. PM Don, man. Prince B, the producer of PM Don, the big guy that had the deluxe, dark-skinned guy. Right. He actually had one of the craziest record collections you could ever imagine. But all the money that he had made from the success of PM Don, when he come to them shows, a lot of the dealers, they wouldn't even... Can you imagine? They holding records for Prince B from PM Dawn and not selling them to Q-Tip right. or to Pete Rock. Well, they didn't know at the time. Yeah, he was the biggest them, one. But he had the money. Right. See, they could they would make up a price, a record. They they play it on a on a on a on a portable turntable, on a speaker out loud, this crazy break, and then everybody rushed to the table. Yo, <laughs> what's that? I need that. And then Prince B can't even say, get well, it. How, how much? He said, well, I'll give you 500 And so it's like, they looking like, I ain't paying 500 for it. Yeah, right. And so after that, they just started holding records for him. So he come, like, like everybody comes to the table, and they like, uh, I'm holding this uh, until Prince B get here. But it was a crazy time, man. Yeah. I have a question, um, if I could ask, yeah. about something that you just yeah. brought up. And then I'll get back to you, Vinyl. I know you got something else to say. Um is there anybody though, because of that time, whenever mm-hmm. the internet was way looser and you were just making records, has anybody come back and been like, "Yo, you use my sample"? You know, has any label ever come at you with like, "Hey, use one of my samples in in 1992"? Not to me. Not not to me. Not to you I'm, specifically. I'm a, step, I'm a step away from it because <laughs> a lot of times I'm 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 either helping with the beat or I'm providing the. Just the actual the information sample, about it. But right. the actual producer or actually the artist that uses the beat usually gets 
in trouble. Right. Yeah, that's what I was just wondering. Because back in the <laughs> day, like I see a lot of people coming for some of the old producers, but I know yeah, vinyl. I just sold the record. Yeah, I think vinyl's got a question, right? Oh, uh, I was just that was that was dope. Oh yes, super dope. Story. Yes, that, that was uh, awesome. We don't, you know, like that's like such a different era. Yes, so, right. Know, like where we live in today, it's like cool yeah. to hear those stories. You're like, you gotta imagine yeah. like people massive warehouse with records and. Well, right, I feel right, like right. you come from that era too, though, because we were in the mid range right as internet started picking up. That's when we were in, and we used to have like in Orlando. You know, that stuff that Vernon used to do in Orlando was wild. Like, he used to throw these crazy shows, but all the stuff we used to do was live. And there was, like, a crazy, okay. like, live scene where, like, the people are, like, Austin's on Monday. There's a, you know, uh, we're at the uh, the show on Tuesday. Tomorrow. Yeah, the coffee right, shop. Right, oh, right, Firestone right. on Friday. And, like, all the artists. It was, like, a whole community of artists. But it wasn't, like, the there wasn't a big internet presence. That was, like... When people right. are like, yo, it's harder to put your stuff on YouTube because everybody didn't have, like, your cell phone didn't do it at that point. Like, right, it did right, start right, to right. do it, but you couldn't just record a video and upload it. You had to have, like, some extra yeah. equipment. That's so. kind of like now when you when you fast forward things to the present, um, especially, like, with sampling and things, you got to, you know, you kind of, I try to stay um, authentic, but at the same time, you have to, you know, kind of change with the time. So, you know, I do, you know, waves and MP3s. So I have producers that they just buy waves and MP3s right. from me and don't, they don't need the record because they, they don't, they don't have a use for the record, but they want the sound. So, um, you know, I record uh, stuff in and I have, you know, a library of, of, of stuff on my computer and, uh, you know, I do it that way. And then, you know, the whole sample packs, thing now so i you know have a, a a couple people that i help out with sample packs and you know so it's changed but i still have a a, a large clientele that want actual vinyl could i yeah. ask you um oh well that's the second question but it um well I'll, I'll i'll start with that one so you still have a large actual vinyl collection of yeah, like you, you actually have, have like a record store see it in the background. <laughs> I can see. Well, I, he's smaller yeah, that, on, a, on my yeah, screen. Yeah, a little bit in here. But yeah, I have a uh, little bit. I have like, a little bit. That's what I was saying. No, I saw the picture of him in front of like in a warehouse full of boxes of them, and I was like, oh wow. Yeah, well, like, that's that's at my yeah. I have like two hundred and fifty thousand <laughs> records. That's what I thought. Um, how do you um? How do you still find records? Do you have to do that over the internet, or do, are there still small stores? No, I'm out. People stores, are still there. There um, are places. Do you have? Can you give anybody you a trade secret? Stores. You still have uh, flea markets. You have thrift shops. You have um, like relationships with people that may have used to work in radio that still have those collections. Uh, but you just, you know, you just got a network. Right. And then somebody's uncle or grandma, aunt that had records that still have them in the basement, still have them in the attic. You know, you just got, you know, you get just out find them. That's why. That's what. Also, that was my other question. How? What is the most time you've ever spent digging? Like, how? What's the most time you think you've ever you like one time? Have you ever been in the store for like four or five hours? Mm, well, it wouldn't be a store, but probably, I've, I've, I've. In one day without stopping, probably, 
like honestly like 14 hours oh <laughs> hey i was just about yo to that's the word yeah probably something like that and then honestly i've been somewhere in doug like that for like three days so you know of course i have to go to sleep but then i get right back up and go right back to the same place because i it was a guy that used to work for a record label in the 70s so his whole house his basement everything was just Full of the records. records from the label and 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 mm. he used to uh I, I forget what what his company was but he had probably you know a couple hundred thousand records there and you know wow. I, I i dug through his stuff for three days straight non-stop until he had to go or till you know I, I kicked you out. It's very, it's very hard for me to get tired if I still got more to dig through. So, yeah, I'm yeah, just looking. I, I was gonna, I, I was gonna ask if you have like a ritual, right? Like, um, I don't know. Some DJs they have like a ritual. Like maybe they'll have a, they'll go to their favorite coffee spot, or they'll like, you know, oh, that was the first part. And then like, when you sh when you when you're looking through a vinyl collection, like what are you looking for before you put the record on the platter? Are you looking like it's the the type of vinyl right um i was just curious um well yeah definitely it's a, a lot of those things so you're definitely looking for labels you know certain labels have uh a certain type of style of music um you're looking for dates so because you know of course certain sounds come from a certain era you're looking for um different musicians that are playing on the record and, you know, of course, that will kind of give you an idea of what the sound will be. Certain producers, uh, certain places that the, song, the, the, the album was recorded, because you know it's going to have a certain sound if it was recorded in a certain studio. Um, and then the actual grooves of the records, you're looking for the spaces, because you know that might be a drum break, because it has this little uh, thicker little uh space where the music drops out it's all kinds of little tricks that you can you know uh look for in a record to kind of help you along you know with what you're picking but i always have taken a, a a portable player with me so i i try to find stuff that i know nothing about and put the needle on it so at least because a lot of times you can't go by the cover or go by this or that and right. you know the best the craziest looking cover with dudes with super fly hats on and these suits and, and then you listen to the record and it ain't nothing, you know, but <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be the wackest looking record and it got the craziest drum break you ever heard in your life. So you just got to have patience and take your time and listen. That comes from our, my era of, of music too, because I, we used to get the CDs. That's how come I know about you is that I used to read the credits. I used to actually buy the CDs and like read the credits mm -hmm. and see who like who was doing the production on this. Like where did mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, oh, and then like you see certain people's names a lot that you start mm -hmm. to realize like you're like, oh, these people are behind a lot of the stuff you never get mm -hmm. to see. And right, right, you know right, what I mean? Like right. the producers are not seen most of the time. And unless you're a DJ yeah. or like something on that type of project, they don't shout it out. Oh, what's up, baby? Got the baby's on. Um well, we're about to get off because we got 28. So we got I, two minutes. I have, I have one more question. I also uh, do too. So go ahead, though. You finish first. Yeah. And then so we'll Gene, end up. 
Gene, yes, so you, like the world is obviously different now. I think what's incredible is to me is that you've carved out this niche to where like you're like the favorite producers, like favorite producer, like, record, favorite <laughs> producer. Yeah. Um, what would you, you know if you were to start all over from scratch today? If you're a young guy coming up in the game, oh, uh, you just trying, answered my question. Thank you. They're trying to go your route. You know. Do what, you have any what, advice? What would you do? What would you do differently today? I need some advice too. Inside that in there. Um, <laughs> that's a that's an interesting that's a good question. Um, well, now everybody has so many different uh, ways that you can get in the game. There's so many different you know ways that you can get on social media and promote yourself. Um, I would just say. Uh, just make sure you have a presence all throughout social media and just use everything that's available to you. Um, and when it comes to music, just, just, just really be a student of the music. You, you got to really study and, and, you know, put the time in, have patience, listen, read, do, you know, like how we used to read the credits or whatever, you know, read up on whatever it is you're trying to do or whoever it is you're trying to be affiliated with and uh, you know just do your research and then make sure um you you spend the time listening to 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 the music because um i don't want to say well my biggest gripe right now is that i just don't hear enough originality like everybody kind of wants to sound like whatever's popular and whatever is you yes. know uh successful at the time i i just think that we need a little bit more originality and and and, and also people like mastering their craft instead of just getting good enough to 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 record a song to put it out to just try to make some quick money as a hustle instead of it really being something that you master. I, yeah. I just think people need to be a little bit more, you know, uh, serious about their craft and taking it serious more than just, you know, a little hobby. Cause we, 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 we lived and breathed and ate nothing but music. You know what I'm saying? At that time it was kind of different, different era. I want to share something with y'all before we get off. Yeah, we're about what to have to that what you just said, I feel like I got that just by listening to you the whole mm -hmm. interview because you're talking about PM Don. I'm like, yo, I remember when I was like four. You feel what I'm saying? I'm 32. Right, right, right. You know what I'm, saying? I'm 31. I'm about to be 32 in a few weeks. Okay. But the point is, like you said, just sticking with it. I've been doing this for like since I was 15. And honestly, I have since I had a child, I haven't really done it as much. Gotcha. But this song that I just did, I just did this like, what's today, Monday, Tuesday? I probably did it like Thursday. Okay. And the song I, was dope, man. I like the song. Thank you. The I appreciate that a lot, especially coming from somebody who's made my favorite song. But I would have never had this conversation with you if I never made that song. Just That's being true. real with you. That's Yo, you would have still been on the show. I would have brought you on. What are you I wouldn't have had this con Listen. I wouldn't have had oh, you wouldn't have been ready. So you wouldn't have been ready to have it. I just no. I just feel like that song. 
when I sent it to you, I forgot I even sent it to you. I just sent it to people that I know ask for music. You feel what I'm saying? From me. Every time you send me a song, I'm like, yo, I'm going to play this on the radio. I, I I played some of your songs on the radio that I don't even tell you. But see, if you send me right. something, I'm playing that's, it. But that's what I'm saying. I send it to people who I know yeah. are looking for it. You feel what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I yeah. Held it. You, it just, it's just like, you know, if you believe in all that, it's like the things that create the energy. Yeah. Like, I never, mm-hmm. like, I, I didn't even put this song out. I put every song out that I do as soon as I'm finished with it. Yeah. I, I love it. No, it was great. I'm great. I'm glad that you released it on here. And definitely, though, um, I'm running over on our time, though. I got my guy over here waving me down. Uh, <laughs> I would, man, I would love to talk. To, yeah, I would love to have G back. Man, anytime you would love to come back, man, we would love to talk to you. I feel like I could talk to you all night. Like, I have, like, so many more questions. And I love that you came on. Thank you so much. Thank you, too, Ro Malice. Yeah, I appreciate For um, bringing, appreciate dropping your song and sending me your stuff. Thank you, Vinyl V, for stopping by. I know you got so many podcasts and things going on, too. But, um, so... Thank you everybody for coming on. Definitely, like, let's do this again at some point. Like, yeah. whenever y'all yeah, want to do reach, it, reach out. just reach out whenever, man. Reach out to me whenever. It's all we're, good. We're here every Tuesday, so you know. <laughs> right. But um, thank you, um, Vinyl V. Thank you, um, Romalis. Um, does everyone want to give where they where people can find them real quick? Do you want to give out your um, social media, Vinyl and Romalis, so they can know where to find you? Yes, my. Social media on Instagram is SS Romalis, but it's spelled R O M E L I S. And uh, that's the only one I really use. I got the Romalis on Twitter. I don't really use it that much, but like you said, I got to get back on my social media presence. Social media just got a lot of, uh, I get caught up in a lot of the, 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 the dumb shit that going on, on social media. You got to so make gotta, it work for you, man. You, yeah, yeah, you just yeah. got to take a break. Take a break from time to time, but be you, you, you use it like a tool. You know, it's, it's it's free, man. It's out there. You gotta promote right, right, yourself. Right. So you know. Yeah, I, I completely understand. Yeah. So SS Romalis on Instagram, V Romalis on Twitter. I had both of them the same, but one of my Instagrams got hacked, so I never got it mm-hmm. back. It's all good. Where can they find you at Vinyl V? Um Vernon. Yeah, yeah. Famous Vernon on IG uh and Facebook. I'm gonna follow you uh, right now. You can check out my podcast. I want to be famous. That's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you listen to podcasts, listen to this one. They're so educational. I kid you not. This guy is one of the smartest people I know on business. Like he's got the, he finds all the tricks. And also definitely if you're, what he always says is if you're an independent artist, there are ways to do it, even if you don't have a lot of money. And if you pay attention to his podcast, he'll teach you how to do it. So that's great. And along with a lot of other things. Um, um, I don't know if well, Mr. Um, Mr. Brown wants to give out his Instagram or anything to anybody, but I oh, mean, no, I'm pretty good. My Instagram and Facebook is Gene Brown NC, G E N E Brown NC, like North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yes, sir. Yeah, so I, Brown, I'm, I'm following both of y'all. Right Keeping now. it real. Thank y'all right. so much for being on the show, man. I got to get off yes, of here sir. because we got another show Appreciate about you, to man. start, man. Thank you, Mr. Brown, for being on right. Vinyl V, Romalis. I'm Nick, as always, man. This was legendary. Thank you so much, Mr. Brown. Uh, we look forward to having you back. I'm going to try to keep in touch with y'all. I'm going to add y'all to the list of people that when I send music out, I just, I, I'm just i trying to build it, rebuild it organically. Word. All right. Well, I've been ending all my shows with this um, also, which is freedom is the goal, um, knowledge is the key, and faith is the way. So stay clear, stay alive, because we live in a danger zone. So.